Hello everyone and welcome to Saints Radio, also known as the Don't Spook the Dove Show or Chit Chat. We have many names, but the same quality broadcasting. So good to be able to uh, come and talk with you today and um, we trust that you are blessed abundantly. Uh, if you wonder what that Spook the Dove thing is, you should listen to the uh, French radio broadcast from earlier today. And you say, well, I don't understand French. Well, at least you'd understand half of it, probably more than half of it, because of all the shenanigans that we were doing that were just a discussion between <laughs> us and Luke. That happens a lot. We, we love that. But... Um, Finally, then he realizes, oh, this is a French broadcast. We need to be translating this. <laughs> so um, as an added bonus, you don't have to pay extra for this, but just uh, review the uh, French broadcast from earlier. There's some funny stuff on there. But um, Monica and I were talking at the end of the prayer time just a few minutes ago about fact that there was a uh, 5.6 uh, earthquake that hit with the epicenter in Brazil right near the place where um, several new churches are coming alongside so we pray that God is protecting all of those folks but um, we believe that that is a truly a sign that the sons are being mobilized and that the lightning of the Lord is being uh, visited upon them. And uh, I was either even talking back and forth with our brother Yawali. Hello, Yawali. We welcome you today um, about this. And uh, there's just uh, an ongoing measure of excitement pertaining to what God is doing in South America and in Central America. So just uh, let's continue to lift them in prayer. Speaking of Brazil, am I off? No, you're on. Am I on? Let me just play this for the, for the people. Are you doing a birthday song? Is that what you're going to do? Hello! This sense not yours. Let's go, babies! <laughs> oh my goodness. Hello! That was Pastor Luciano. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh. No, I could play the birthday song. No, we don't need to hear the birthday Pastor song. Pastor Ron sang a birthday song to him that was just... I just... I thought, I want that same birthday song on my birthday. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I was sitting there at my desk after the prayer time on Saturday kind of kind of tired and I gave some old man warble so anyway praise the Lord um, we have um, also a brand new voices podcast that was posted this past weekend from Captain Sparrow, the venerable pastor of 
Christian Church at Port St. John. And uh, I guess I'm allowed to say venerable. That means somebody that's well-respected and loved and always doing good things. Sometimes when I would use words like that early on, people would say, we don't understand those words. And I'm thinking, well, get a nap and start expanding your glossary of understanding. So the venerable Pastor Sparrow, otherwise known as Captain Sparrow of the Flying Buttress fame, has posted a podcast message on voices, and uh, it's about fear. Not how to fear, but how to overcome fear. So fear not. Don't even let it come. Amen. Amen. We won't charge anything extra to hear that broadcast either. And not to say it's not worth anything. It's priceless. Priceless, that's always a funny term because when you say priceless, you could think, well, there's no price that could pay. Or you could say, it's not worth anything, so there's no price. Priceless. How did this become? How did I drag us into word etymologies? I don't know. That's not a word. Yes, it is. So, I'm just rambling here. I'm doing a whole lot of chit. How about a little more chat coming from over there? How about some chat? As long as you're the chit, you got I'm some the chat. chat. I'm okay with that. You got some chat? You got some I chat just, for us? I was reading the newsreel about the earthquake. The newsreel? Yeah. <laughs> the newsreel, the... The group text newsreel. Movie tone news. Yes. Our boys are advancing on every front. Yeah, let me just add to what you said about voices. Um, as as you all know, we 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 adjusted, we augmented. We augmented. Is that well, a that's good another word? big word? We. Um, I don't know where you're going with this, so I can't comment on the use <laughs> of the word. We we. We changed the voices broadcast. Ah, we altered it. Altered it. I'm trying to think of a good word, though. We modified Mod- it. Yeah. We, uh, we transformed it. Transformed it. We brought it up to date with, with, with the demands. We knew and improved it. Of the public, of the saints. Yes. And so it is now um, a bi-monthly broadcast that is... We have a different broadcast that's posted every other week. And because it doesn't air live on Friday mornings like it did before, um, it, it it's... <laughs> Go on there and listen, <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. And I, I'm going to do better about, um, about advertising, about promoting, and, and reminding you all when the new voices broadcast is going up onto the website and onto the Spotify podcast. So it is up on the, the, the podcast on the website. You can also access it through Spotify, very easy off of your smartphone. It's probably going to be between 10 and 20 minutes. So it's a quick listen, but it's going to be quick listens that are packed with, with powerful words from our network pastors. So um, don't miss it. Don't miss it. And so this, as Pastor said, this one for the next few weeks that's that's up is Pastor Larry Sparrow. But the ones that have come before, I think we've had four broadcasts since we launched this uh, new season. 
they're still up so you can go and listen and um, just don't miss it don't miss it don't miss it don't miss it I'm gonna listen as soon as I leave here I would listen now but that would be kind of rude you mm, could just play it and we could just sit here and drink coffee smoke some big cigars so, well thank you for that chat I appreciate that very much I don't know if that was really chat that was more of an announcement um, it's well, funny because this is this is about the first time that I've actually I think talked all day. You ever have days like that where I've just been really really quiet? And uh, I think this is the first. I had a few. We we exchanged a few expressions before coming up here, but this is about the most I've talked all day. Wow. So it's not necessarily a vow of silence. No, I've been I've been up since three. God so. didn't God didn't sabbatical your voice. No. My voice is on sabbatical. No. Wouldn't it be great if we could just pronounce sabbaticals on people? I actually in businesses they do that. They do? Oh yeah. They do they that. sabotage I mean, they, them? They have um, some big corporations they have mandatory sabbaticals. Where if you've been on staff for a long enough time, you you take, and it's not just a, a one-week vacation. I mean, it sometimes is like two months. Mm. And so. Go and sit in a corner. <laughs> no, I personally, I think. Well, see, I think a sabbatical. See, what you're saying, around here, sabbatical has been misused because sabbatical is really like off of the sabbath where you are it's it's not a reward but it's like a recharging it's right. like a resetting of your perspective you know as jesus would go up into the mountain often that would be classified as of course prayer but it, it's kind of like a sabbatical but around here we use sabbatical as either a discipline yeah you're going on sabbatical or it's it's kind of a way that you say well i don't really want to do this so i'm going on sabbatical and um so we've we've misused that term so we need to reestablish the true meaning of a sabbatical and we need to we need to of course i don't know i don't know How can, you, how can you get one of those sabbaticals? I'm kind of wondering the same thing. <laughs> well, there's no, there's no room for that. I mean, you got to keep, you got to keep going. I mean, you know, that kind of brings up a topic. That, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I've just really been noticing that. And I, and I did mention this to you, but this could be a discussion that, that should be, I guess, grounded in the, founded in the word. But I, I've been really um, feeling uh, a real draw on my physical body. And, and it really started, I want to say it started in Brazil, but I, I don't think that's, that, that's true. Brazil was, was, was incredible. It was so good, and and I think we all came back tired. Mm -hmm. But I think what the Lord's trying to teach us is how to draw 
that energy from the spirit, how to draw that refreshing from the spirit, how to draw um, just the whole recharging from the spirit. And it's something that personally I've really been dealing with just over the last couple of weeks where I'm trying to learn how to, to not allow my physical frame to hinder the, the going forth. And, um, you know, I know there's practical things that you need to do. God gave us his body and he told us to tend to it, right? But more than that, it's the temple of the Holy Ghost. You know, it's the temple of the Spirit. And so I know that I, I just feel like in this year of grace, there's, there's, a, there's a great demand on us. I mean, it's a great demand on us in ways that, that are just kind of exponential, because there's so much before us and there's so much to do. But even in the measure of warfare, you know, sometimes you feel that starting to kind of wear on your physical frame. And, um, and I want to know how to overcome that. I want to know how to completely override that and for my spirit to thrive. But also know how to balance it with the Sabbath and know how to balance it with, with that measure of rest. And um, maybe this is something I need to study. Well, you know, we I think we talked about this a little last week, and I threatened to... Put me on a sabbatical? No, I threatened to speak <laughs> about how the Lord brings and gives rest. And I was going to speak on that on Sunday, and then God gave me that message from James 3. Um, and and I just today I was thinking, man, I, I need what I need what I was going to speak about and I probably will probably speak about that tomorrow night okay but it was weird I mean you think I, about Daniel though I mean you think about Daniel Daniel didn't Daniel struggle with oh, physical yeah and because of the visitation of the spirit and the interaction with the angels and with the warfare and all that it it presses on you spiritual activity presses on your physical uh, frame Oh, and it's just been manifesting just and, pretty and there, intensely. There has been opposition. We, If you don't realize that our message is being contested right now, you better wake yourself up. You better get woke. Because, I mean, it's just, just consistent. And, um, but, you know, I'm not worried about that. We don't wear that as a badge of... Oh, you don't know how much we're warring, but it's it's happening, and and that takes a that takes a toll, and uh, but the Lord, He gives more grace, and um, my grace is sufficient. In your weakness. Yeah. Maybe I just need to get a bunch of those verses and just start owning them. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna talk. We'll put some of that together tomorrow night, but it's not just as so many of the teachings are. I'm not saying you. People hear it and they tuck it away and they don't do it. This is this is an operative thing that we're going to have to start declaring over ourselves. Is what you're what you're just suggesting. Um, and I'm saying this to me too because I mean it's just incessant. It's almost like you have to shake yourself. I mean, it really is. It's almost like you have to just shake yourself. And 
but I know that there's an answer. I think God's going to, I think he's giving an answer. But I remember just recently studying about, I did a teaching about when Jesus got away to pray. And that you mentioned that at the beginning of this conversation. But I just remember almost like giggling when I would go through those, when I was going through those scriptures about every time he would try to get away in the mountain to be with God, with the Father, the throng of people would follow him there and he would, you know, it never said he was completely interrupted and had no time. But it, you know, the very next verse would say the people followed him, they had many needs, so he would either feed them or heal them or, you know, whatever. So I wonder if that's just a lifestyle that we have to be acclimated to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because what many of us may think in our mind we need is not always what we really need. Like I may think, you know what, I just need like two weeks away, alone, by an ocean. You know, you can fabricate all these things in your head that you think would just bring you this incredible rest. But you could go do that and end up encountering warfare because you don't stop being a son. You don't stop functioning in the kingdom, no matter if you're on vacation or if it's Christmas Day or so... I think there's another thing that's happening with us, and it has to do with growth. When the body grows, it puts demands. Mm-hmm. And when the axe is laid to the root, mm-hmm. and those uh, branches that are not producing mm-hmm. uh, are lopped off, there's, there's sprouts of new growth to take that, to take the place of that. and. All of that requires a drawing forth from the roots. You know, I had this weird dream that I told you about. I won't go into all the details, but um, we were entering into this new place. It was a, there was a line to get in, but we're at the, at what would be the doorway to go into this. It was kind of like a cave, but you could look inside and it was huge. I mean, and it was bright and all these things. And these spirit beings were contesting us being able to go in there because our root system was too big. And they were afraid of that. Wow. And one said, you're not supposed to let them know that we're afraid of this. But the root system means, man, we... We've got to keep, we've got to keep drawing. So I think that there's just a lot of, there's a lot of pulls. There's a lot of demands in growth and in warfare. And um, we're feeling that. So how to, how to glean that from the Lord. And and I'll, I'll just go ahead and say what we talked about. I mean, we'll teach on this some tomorrow more tomorrow but that passage where jesus said come unto me all you that are heavy laden all you that are weary and i'll give you rest and throughout all the years that i grew up in church you know it was one it was kind of that passage kind of like footprints in the sand you know Mm -hmm. which is 
people know that more than they know the Word of God, that goofy picture. You mean that's not in the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> you know, somehow it didn't make it into the pictures that was in my little white Bible. But Jesus is, ta- Jesus is not talking about somebody there that's just working overtime at Target or who's got a bunch of kids and, you know, finally they go to sleep and you sit there and you think, man, the day's gone, another one's soon coming. That was spiritual. You're, you're heavy laden because you've, you've got incredible responsibilities. And the only reason you'd be coming to him is that you're a co-laborer with him. The only reason you're supplicating is because you're in partnership with him. And the only reason that you're, that you're having discussions with him at all is about the will of the Father. And, um, and, that, and that, you know, that phrase in that day, it's kind of confusing in those red verses in John where in one place Jesus says, in that day you'll ask me nothing, whatever you ask the Father. But then in another case it says, whatever you ask of me. And the whole onus of that passage is that we are knowing our Father. We are now coming into, it's what he told Mary to go tell him, I'm going to my father and their father. And so we're doing the father's business. And the only reason we would come to Jesus is because we're doing that work with him. Mm-hmm. So we, we take those passages and we try to plaster in on some kind of an earthly and we're using a d- dynamic spiritual principle to try to excuse the things that we're committed to on earth in the natural. And those are intended for spiritual. If the word of God is eternal, and it is, what are we going to be using that verse for in a thousand years? If we're using it for things here that are earthly only, we're sure going to have to throw out a lot of sermons when we get up there because I think that's probably a given. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. How will Jesus be supplying for us when we're heavy laden 3000 years from now? What will we be heavy laden with? Don't you think though that oh, I don't want to interrupt. Come no, on. go ahead. No, I'm you're not. on a flow. <laughs> my, my flow, my flow. flow is now abated, girl. I'm sorry, no, no, you I didn't ab- mean to interrupt. You the didn't flow. abate my flow. <laughs> I don't want to be that unclean spirit that blocks your flow. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> blocking my momentum. Do you see this, folks? I'm gonna put you on sabbatical if you keep on doing that. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna be sabbatized, and then we may consider beatifying you. We're going to a beata. If you guys a, don't hear from me for a long time, a beata you know what operator. Happened. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, 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 oh. oh, I know what I was going to okay, say. Okay, good. Thank you, Lord. Don't you think that? Oh. I actually have a couple things to say. That all these things that you're saying about just the the burden and the the heavy laden and that kind of thing. I mean, don't you think that? It's a propensity for us, just in our carnality, to to bring s- such a greater weight upon ourselves, just through the thought process of of the imagination and of the work that lies before us. You know what I'm saying? 
it's like the burden of the Lord is, a, it, it, you know, it's spiritual. It, it's spiritual. And, and because it's spiritual, our assignment is from heaven. And our assignment is a spiritual assignment. Therefore, we, we function in it and accomplish it through grace, which is also a spiritual dynamic. But we, I think what we have a tendency to do is through our mindset to create the, so much more of a hardship and a weightiness than there really actually is. Because yeah. people have a tendency to, it's, it's almost like this. Say when I'm in school and I had to write a hard paper. And that paper was due in a week. Honest to God, for five days of that week, I would think about that paper and how much I didn't want to do it and how hard it was going to be. And, and by, the t- by the end of the fifth day, I was so exhausted with that paper that I had made it so much bigger than it actually was than if I had just sat down and done it and not processed the hardship of it. You know what I mean? We make things harder and heavier than they actually are because he would give us nothing that he's not going to help us accomplish or empower us to accomplish. So why do we even... But still, it's just, it's just the way we process. It's just the way we think. You know, sometimes, and I've even said this to you, it's like because we do process things and we want to measure twice before we cut and, and all those things that we could have, you know, an assignment or a project that lies before us. And sometimes we get in on this cycle of thinking it through so much that we exhaust ourselves and we expend a whole lot of energy I don't know I just know that I do that and I know that most people do that we tend to make things harder than they are because God has called us to accomplish the impossible and if he's not stretching you and expanding you to do things that you don't think you can do on your own you're in a good place but that unknown and that that place of of stretching is the place where our mindset can make can create can make it a mountain rather than just resting in the confidence that if he gave it for you to do he will accomplish it through you does that make sense so that's also something that I I really just with what lies before us because what lies before us has been greatly expanded over the last couple of months yeah. and that's just a reality that we face and so we we feel this burden of developing a nation and it's a huge burden it's a huge responsibility if I try to think that through in my own way of how in the world are we as a remnant going to be able to do that it it overwhelms me but God would never give it to us if he was not going to make it happen through us. Yeah. And so that's just something that is just, has been kind of at the forefront of, of my, yeah. But too, I think about what we talked about on Sunday in Sunday school about reaching forth. I mean, he's wanting us to reach forth, right? And, and the, the analogy that, that the Apostle Paul uses is of a runner who's running a race, not in the same passage, but towards the, the prize of the high calling. And so it can be, you know, it is an exertion of our frame. It's an exertion of, of our, it, it, I mean, our whole body is in this. Yeah. 
And so I'm really kind of getting into the the extreme chat. <laughs> well, I think it's I think it is interesting, you know, what you taught on Sunday morning was really a prophetic word and I would encourage you to avail yourself of the wisdom seekers class for this past Sunday. One of the things that stood out to me was how many times that ecteno was about the hand. Every and, time, every and when time. you stretch forth the hand, what do you really it's not just that you're reaching into new territory, you're stretching forth the partnership with God. You're stretching forth emptiness. You're stretching forth storm. You're stretching forth a beginning, a planting of a seed in the wintertime when it doesn't look like there's any reason for you to be investing there. And um, every time you have the hand stretched forth, and even when he healed the man, a verse that you, that you showed us, uh, on the Sabbath who had uh, a withered hand, um, and he said, stretch that forth, um, he healed that guy with the hand. You know, the two instances we have in the synagogue where Jesus did that on the Sabbath, one was the guy with the withered hand, the other one was the woman who was all bowed up, and, and this daughter of Abraham, should not this daughter of Abraham that has been twisted by this be free on the Sabbath? And, um, you know, you... If you're going to partner with the hand of God, you're going to have to stretch stretch that hand forth into something that is tenuous. And even the guy, he had to stretch forth a hand. You know, the other day I was going to say this, but I I was dominating too much of your time in that Sunday school class. Last two weeks ago, I took the twins to Chili's. Allie wanted to go to Chili's. She loves to go there. And I don't argue with her. <laughs> so we're sitting there and just the two girls are sitting on the other side of the table and I'm sitting there and they're entertaining Papa. And these two teenage girls came in and sat at a table beside near us. And of course I'm watching the twins because they're all, you got to keep an eye on two of them. You know, they're fine. They're good kids, but you got to watch what they're doing. Well, I glanced over in this one girl, stick with me through the whole story. She's probably about 16 years old. She was beautiful. But I noticed that her left hand was, she didn't have a hand. And I noticed that she kept that covered and hid. And I felt so badly for her. I mean, I just, I mean, I wasn't gawking at her because, again, I was watching the twins. But I noticed that. And so when you were teaching that, I thought, when Jesus asked this guy to stretch forth his hand, where there was no hand, where it's all shriveled up. That meant that what he was stretching forth was his acknowledgement that what I have, I'm, I, I recognize I don't have it. In fact, I'm kind of embarrassed mm -hmm. to do this. You're asking me to extend something that I've tried to keep hid, mm -hmm. and, and it's, it's an embarrassment to me. And I, I thought about that through the night, and I remembered it when you taught on that and you know so often when we when we go into a new land we have God's message we're partnering with God we freely admit that as good as our team is and as good as our message is we freely admit that we're we're not some mega ministry that has 
hundreds of thousands of dollars and we got it going on and we're going to come in here and shellac you with our great tunes and uh, all the great things we can throw up there we're extending a hand that really is empty and when people take it they want God and that's what's necessary and sometimes that's all we got yeah they're extending their hand and you see even with the blessings we have being from North America, you see these dear folks, and you think, wow, they're, they lack so many things. But look at their heart. Mm-hmm. How's God going to do this? And they extend their hand anyway. But it was just interesting, that message that you brought in the teaching, it just so stood out to me that all those times, even when Jesus extended his hand, one of the first verses you had, and he extended his hand and he said, behold, my, this is my family. The people that were walking with him. They do the Father's will. And who were partnering with that empty hand. Mm-hmm. That was just a profound thing. So. You know, it reminds me just what you're saying about... Um, Peter and John, you know, that whole echo thing where they're going in and the lame man and and Peter extends his hand and says, silver and gold have I not, but what I have, what I, what I echo from the father, I give to you, rise up and walk. Yeah. And he, the man rose up and walked. He didn't, yeah. So it's, it's, that's what we have to offer Mm -hmm. is what we're hearing from our father that relationship, you know, that just that relationship. And that's one of the things that I loved about that study was it does all come down to relationship. I mean, it's, that's what the hand is. You know, you take my hand, you're embracing relationship with me. And, and, and yet you don't know what, there's nothing in it, but I don't know. It's just, God is just good. Mm-hmm. But I just, I, I know we're coming to a time and I, I know we're coming into a day where you're going to walk into that Chili's and you're going to see that girl and the Lord's going to echo from his throne. You walk over there and, and, and have her extend her hand or you extend your hand to her and her hand will be healed. Or I, I just, I, I firmly believe that that day is coming. We just have to to have the confidence and to truly hear from the father that that is the timing and what he desires to have happen but you know when i was studying that we were talking about the leprosy and we were talking about just the cleansing and the healing and it wasn't even about the healing or the cleansing it was about making them whole Mm -hmm. and functional and to me that's what healing is for is making them whole and functional so that they recognize they were created to be functional before the Father and do His will, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's so much about understanding, and which could also be an indication of why you feel the weariness and the lack because you are extending that to people. You're extending that to nations. You're extending the empty hand of partnership with God to them, and. It's, it's, it's very interesting. 
Uh, but but regarding the miracles, you, it, you're right. What you said was right. There has to be the timing. Because like silver and gold have I none. We've talked about this before. We don't know how many times Jesus walked past that guy. He'd been there 38 years, sitting at that same gate. Jesus passed by him from the time he was 12. Well, he never stopped and healed For him. 21 years, yeah. I guess Jesus wasn't woke to the social message. No, it wasn't the time. I mean, the, yeah. it was ordained. The whole echo from the Father was that Peter would do that as they were going in at yeah. that very defined moment. Yeah. But it wasn't just a you know it wasn't just a good idea. Hey, we're getting kind of tired of listening to this guy wailing at the door. I you know I'm kind of tired of tripping over him when I'm trying to go in to pray. Uh. Uh-uh. It was the Father's plan. Yeah, so. you know what? Could you pull your Bible program up there? And um, I'm just, um, you know, and, and I'm I'm looking forward to a couple weeks from now, while you're getting that for me, thank you, to being in France where we aren't dealing with babies. <laughs> We're dealing with sons. Let's go, babies! Sons and daughters <laughs> and brothers and sisters and a whole batch of young people who were on fire for God. It's a totally different framework. And um, I'm, I'm very, very, very grateful for that, for that privilege. Um, and we'll be saying more about that in the next couple of weeks. But um, there's just, you know, there's a lot of really neat things that are that are happening and um, uh, but with all of them we have we have responsibilities and it puts a draw on us and uh, you know I think uh, this is what I was looking up I wanted to make sure what I was saying almost said this but now it's verified in my spirit the gate beautiful that is the word that is translated as the proper time, the proper season, the proper hour. That's what beautiful means. And horeos, belonging to the right hour or season, um, flourishing in its proper time. And so that's, that's really the, that's the answer. And we say, how many times did Jesus walk by that guy? Well, the proper time, the proper gate beautiful was this time right. in in acts three and and the reason that gate was called that was they wanted the people to come when they entered jerusalem uh through that gate to know that they were coming with a sense of duty with a sense of god's timing and hopefully uh to accomplish what he'd given them to do um i i just think i think that's that's very interesting so thank you for letting me look that up on that fancy iPad. Let's talk about it's kind of like my right arm. Tried and true. You know it's interesting because I remember, I remember doing that study on on that ninth hour. Uh, well, actually on the 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 third, the sixth, and the ninth hour, but it started with the whole ninth hour business because I remember being in Santa Barbara visiting with Noah and. 
I went to church with him and with the young people there. And I'm just kind of in my own zone during this church service. And the, and the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to go to start praying at three o'clock every day. Now, this was the beginning of summer. So you know what it's like in the sanctuary at three o'clock in the afternoon. So it had to have been God. <laughs> Not that I wouldn't love to be in here all day, every day. But um, and so I came home. I told you I submitted it to you and I started this several months of doing that. And um, and I, I did study that. I studied everything that happened at the third, at the at the three o'clock hour, and subsequently the third, sixth, and the ninth. But um, like two days ago, I got a text from Noah. Just it was Friday night, and it was just out of the blue. I get this text from him, and he says, "Can you tell me the significance of the ninth hour?" Now it's been like almost exactly a year since that happened, and he didn't even know that I was doing that. I didn't say anything. I came back here and I just obediently just came in here at, at three o'clock every day and prayed. And um, so I don't know what God's doing, um, but for whatever reason, that hour just seems to continuously be stirred up. And uh, significant things happen at that time. I mean, that's the time when Jesus actually gave up the ghost. The veil was rent, and we, and you know, we, from then on, had access into the Father. And so, I say that to say, be sensitive, and um, and yeah. So. Yeah, and that's the time of the day when people are weary. Exactly. Exactly. It's siesta time. But if it's the time, if it if it was the time of the day when they walked by that, they walked through that gate beautiful, which really represents timing, in so many ways. Um, I well, don't know. God's just he's he's just he's just so good. I just I I want us to be so sensitive to the moving of of His ways and. And so responsive, just so obediently responsive, um, because he is so creative. And I don't ever—I speak to myself here, but I just don't ever want to to put him in a box. And and I just want to—I want to flow freely and and for and in whatever way that he wants to move, whenever he wants to move. So. That's some great big revelation, right? <laughs> but, well, you know, we can get into our patterns. And, and our patterns sometimes can dictate, rather than just allowing the Spirit to move us, to change or to add, to augment. Here's my word again. Um, what was our word yesterday that we heard this morning on French radio? Henri. Ornery, yeah, you said ornery. We have a, a word of the day, and you have to use it in a sentence. <laughs> I do not understand this ornery. Yeah, we had to explain to the Benishans what that word in English meant. Yeah, and you, in fairness, you were referencing your grandmother. So it wasn't like we were saying Pastor Larry is ornery, or certainly it goes without saying that Annette is. But, you know, I, I just... 
I, I, you said that in some extended conversation, and I uh, uh, felt that we needed to clarify to Luke what ornery really meant. Annette is laughing. Is she really? Yes. Well. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't just kind of give you a side eye and call you ornery, Annette. <laughs> <laughs> but she she is she was saying before that you said that she had just texted and said that that she can totally relate to the feeling of being tired that she's felt this way for at least two months and she thought it was just me so thank you so much for sharing and then she said and then she said and i am ornery yeah you know i, I your think orneriness is exhausting you now if we were television evangelists we could you okay? We could sell some elixir for people. Take a sip of this at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and go before the Lord in prayer. We're going to believe. So we, could, we could buy a big gallon of Geritol and put it in a, in a thing. Do they still sell Geritol? They probably sell it at the, at the, at the dollar store or something. You know, it's funny because... Iron poor blood. I, I can say... I shouldn't say this is funny because this isn't funny. But way, way back when we had the School of the Saints, which was the school... SOS. Yes. It was the, the, the school that we had back in the very beginning, and it was a very fruitful school. It's a fruitful school. <laughs> but we had a library. We had textbooks that we had to buy. And uh, one of the textbooks was a book called Praying Hide. And so I faithfully read every one of those books that was on the, the, the reading list, and um, including that one. And that one, uh, have you read it? Yes. Okay. Many moons ago. That one kind of shook me up more than any of them <laughs> because it's about this, this, this intercessor. His name is John Hyde, and he had just this incredible burden for India. Was he the guy that hung around with Dr. Jekyll? No. Okay. He Sorry. had this great burden that. for India, and and the book. It's a beautiful book about intercession, and it's a beautiful testimony of his life about how he completely gave his life, his whole entire life, over to to praying for this nation. It was India, right? I, I think it was. And um, I mean, he would literally spend like hours and hours and hours, day and night, on his knees. That was. I guess he didn't know about Proscuneo on his knees literally in intercession and the thing i guess it was so striking was that he ended up dying at like 38 or a very very young age and the book basically talks about how the intercession is what wore his physical body out so much that he just now this was a long time ago so i'm sure if it was today he probably if it was god's will lived till he was 100 but um anyway it was I, I've never forgotten that. And that was back when we were actually, you know, in that place of everything was changing and we were just learning how to give our lives to God. To, I mean, literally learning how to surrender our lives. Because even though we'd been faithful church members and been saved for many, many years, I don't think anyone, any of us had, well, maybe you because you're who <laughs> you are had completely and fully given their lives for the purpose of God. And that awakening of, wow, 
this is real. This is what God has created me for. All that was coming alive in us. And then to read that book, it, you know, it really makes you realize it's, um, it's in his hands anyway. Yeah. So that was not a commercial for the book. Well, no, I did. I was, did, did he drink Geritol or something? I mean, I, I didn't get that. You're so bad. I remember <laughs> seeing Geritol advertised during Lawrence Welk's broadcast I'm, on Saturday I'm talking night. about something serious. <laughs> I, I, yesterday, or this morning in French radio, I was telling this beautiful story about the Holy Spirit represented by a dove and how we need to become more aware of the Holy Spirit's presence in our life, and we needed to to really envision that this dove was sitting on our shoulder. And since doves are so skittish, we needed to be very careful and aware of the dove all the time. And so he launches into this hilarious story about a dove in the sanctuary. This goofy woman. And now that's in French radio, so you have to listen to that. But the thing that got me off of that was Luke was telling us about the dove, that they had two doves that were outside their, their house. And Luke said that he didn't like those doves because they lay their poops down. <laughs> and we started laughing, and that's what brought me into this discussion. I think you started laughing mid I might have. into my story. Sometimes I'm just so happy to be with Luke and Sylvie <laughs> that I just can't contain myself. I, yeah, I'm just kind of like the... the uh, well, I don't even know. <laughs> I'm the filler. No, no, no. So, okay. Um, we want to invite you to join with us tomorrow, Wednesday Night Live. We want to invite you to access, try and listen to Pastor Larry on the podcast. If you've not done that, look look up one of the podcasts. Pull it up on Spotify or or use the podcast on the website try that it's really it's really a cool thing we're going to be expanding that some more um we'll have uh first saturday next weekend isn't that weird this month is just blown on by not this weekend next weekend. yes next not this weekend next weekend um and you know this fifth month we're still in the fast of feasting it's been a whole new type of um, getting rid of bitterness. I don't know how good I'm doing with it because it's not about the past. It's more about bitterness that comes against grace in our forward progression. And it's, it's, we're, we're making advances on so many fronts. Um, that I'm just asking God, like today, I was, I'm, I don't know why I'm telling you this, not you, everybody else. We were in our pre-chit-chat prayer time. Now, you might think that we just come up here and start spinning away, but we actually do spend usually an hour in prayer before we come up here. Um, and Trust me, it's necessary. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I was praying and I, I was thinking about all the different things that God has placed before us as saints in the expansion 
and the ongoing supply for the things that are already here. And I, I was entering into what we would recognize as supplication, just talking to God about these things. And you have to be really careful in that moment that you don't become a nagging bride of Christ, you know, where you're just haggling with God and just complaining and telling him about it. And um, and so I was listing off all of these things and um, and I was reminded then of what the book of Malachi talks about where God said, your words are stout against me. You say that the wicked are blessed and, you know, you've stood all this time and you don't, you know, you, you don't have what they have. And honestly, you know, in some cases the wicked are blessed. Mm -hmm. So it's not wrong to notice that. It's wrong to dwell on that or to some way throw that up to God. And so I was asking God, Lord, if I'm doing that in any way, please forgive me. Because I wasn't. But I, I just wanted to make sure that even if I thought I wasn't, that I really, really wasn't. And um, But that's a kind of getting rid, thinking like the angels and getting rid of bitterness. It's it's a different thing. And I wonder I wonder about the fourth month. Those two are together. The seventh and tenth stand apart. But those those two are together. And I, I wonder if the first one is not for the things that are behind and the second one are the things that we're going forth into. It's like thanks and praise. So the fourth, you're looking and saying, God, I don't want to be burdened by all these things that happened, you know, the destruction of Jerusalem and the way those people did this to me. And, you know, you, you get rid of that. But the fifth going forward, and we really are going forward. It's not because of us. It's God's timetable and the theater of operations that he's laid before us. But even in that, you can gripe. Even in that, you can, we talked about the empty hand. You can, you can complain about the hands being empty. Believe me, I, I freely acknowledge, you know, I was driving through our parking lot today and seeing, you know, our neighborhood has made our parking lot a side street. And I was looking at the way it's ripping up our asphalt. And I, I know the declaration we made about, you know, God's going to bring money and we're going to repave these lots and. I was looking at it today, and I came in and I thought, Lord, is there something that I'm not saying that I, some way that I'm not declaring and decreeing, some hidden thing that I'm not doing? I've already sent this forth. I don't want to keep asking for it. I've already said it, and, and I know you want to do it. And, and in the midst of that process, you know, even though you may be the most skilled litigant and all the things you know and you're making the declaration and you're doing all these things there are times that no matter how great you are your mind is going to start circulating those things and you're going to say 
How long, O Lord? You know? That church down the street that's waving the rainbow banner, they've got brand new concrete parking lots. You know, I'm, I don't go through all those processes. I'm just giving an illustration. But I wonder how much in our going forth in this fifth month, we need to ask God to cleanse us from bitterness. Bitterness going forth. See, bitterness isn't just a reaction from the past or something that somebody's doing to you now that you just can't believe they're doing. You can engage bitterness in the midst of grace in a forward view. And you got to cleanse that. Otherwise, it's like what Jesus said. If you say to this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in your heart. You, I think that's something we all need to... It's the fifth month. We can't forget we're in it. We don't want to say anything negative or think anything negative. And I wonder if that's not part of the mind of Christ. I wonder if part of the mind of Christ is not thinking these ridiculous things. Well, that's what I was trying to say earlier. Is like you start thinking and then overthinking. How are we going to do that? How's this going to happen? How's this going to work? And rather than you know continuously like the you know trying to overthink the impossible just rest in the grace of it and know that if he said it's going to be it's going to be yeah so with that you don't want to do that Mm-mm. but you do want to meditate oh but we meditate on the word well yeah david meditated on the word but he also meditated on god's works oh well i don't know that that passage and with that we close this broadcast (laughs) aren't his works part of his word I mean isn't that all the same I mean (laughs) well in the broad scope yes no of course you have to yeah of course you have to process how we're going to do it because you got to get a plan yeah but but it just goes back to what you were saying. Yeah, you need to the think whole, the right things. Yeah, and not how in the world, how just that whole. Or not, I mean, how in the world did they build the tab- the temple? Yeah, because prophetically you're supposed to diacrino. You, you know, you you lay everything out before you, and if you're not doing that, then how are you judging prophecy? Of course you do that, but you don't let it become infiltrated with the whole. Like you, just what you were just saying. I'm just agreeing. No, no, we're not arguing. We're just (laughs) somebody sitting there having their their cup of Java, and they're trying to figure this out. We're just trying to help them. So I'm so thankful that you that you that you do nuts and bolts things, and you do process things the way that you do in a lot of ways analytically, because I think in a lot of ways that's the way the mind of God does work. I mean, that whole plating and it's all but yeah yeah because i'm more the one that would just kind of frolic through it and just okay i'll do that okay i'll do that yeah you know it's it's just a different thing how you how you gird up the loins of the mind of christ how you do that 
that's a key to victory because if we if we don't our thought processes going forth with these hands that are being extended can give place to doubt they can give place to bitterness it can give place to complaint and believe me and because the enemies they're trying to influence that and people um, people don't process things properly and then they miss the moment and that can be wearying yeah so well we're out of time it's kind of just we're just kind of poof so listen to pastor larry listen to the first part of the french broadcast i think it'll be entertaining for you you can listen to the whole french you broadcast. can you can listen to the whole thing <laughs> one of my favorite parts about the french broadcast is is when we say something and sylvie who's sitting in the background she'll laugh yeah and that laugh does it makes my heart leap it's just because she's sitting over there taking notes or doing what she does as a part of the whole process and she listens intently and and we'll say something and she'll she'll laugh out loud and it's just <laughs> it does my heart good <laughs> well it is funny because sylvie's laugh is contagious mm-hmm. and if i start laughing of something i'll hear sylvie laughing and then that just makes eggs me on and the funny thing is is that we've got this big screen with luke's face there and luke's just looking at us and that makes me laugh too because sylvie's in the background oh yeah it's funny it's it's great so maybe sometime we can auction off if you if you win this auction you can come up and sit in studio with us as we (laughs) with the laugh track Fly you to Dallas, and you can come and yeah, be a that's part right. of the Saints Radio that's right. Show. We that's might make big bucks for that. Big bucks. <laughs> Hello, we folks. Pave my, the name is, lot. my name is Big Bucks. We could we could sell raffle tickets and use that money to pave the parking lot. Yeah, well, there you go. See there, mind of God. Mind of God. <laughs> <laughs> I meditated on that work. <laughs> See how that. Oh my goodness. Oh we my goodness. We better stop now. Yeah, I think we better. We're kind of devolving. We're in. We're in the. <laughs> We're in overtime. All right. Well, God bless all of you. Um, don't spook the dove and don't be ornery. And keep Except Annette. She can be ornery. No, no. Don't give her any license. That's Annette, though. That's true. It's part of her character. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Was that not a good? I love her. I love her so much. She's fun. She's so fun. Because you. Uh, I'm not saying anything. You're reading into my guffaws. I think the dove just got spooked. The poop. <laughs> what? What? Where's that dove going? Goodbye. All right. Goodbye, everybody.